bitches, this just got juicy. You said you worked for two hours on your 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 preparation. Yeah, for this. One. I am so fucking excited to hear but, what you fucking brought to the yeah. table. All right. So, did you know that the Earth used to have its own ring system? Wait, what did you just say? For real. I know, right? So scientists believe the Earth did have a ring system in the past. Very early in its history, a Mars-sized object collided with the Earth, probably resulting in a dense ring of debris. However, unlike the outer planets, Earth's ring system soon coalesced to form the moon. Oh, wow. And that's the shit! I didn't know that. That's actually really cool. I know. Yeah, no, that's cool. So, So, welcome to episode six of... Wait, Wait, what what did did you you just just say? So, yes, you are here journeying with Ashley Kay. And Jake the Gay. And like you said, welcome to episode number six, bitches! Six, six, six. Ah! Run for the hills! Okay, so you get six, six, six. I have a friend. I'm not going to say his name, and if he the listens Pope, to this, the Pope and he's an exorcist. No, I'm not offending the Catholics out there. Did we have recorded notes? Yes, we did. Yes, yes, yes. we did. Okay. Funny that you bring that up because actually, like, the Exorcist is like the movie that scared the shit out of me as a child. I never watched it because I always heard about plus also went to religious school that's like you're going to hell and like the demons will enter your body, and I'm just like I'm good. It's it's a Got whole enough. fucking thing. It's Got a whole thing. enough already. Like I was like twelve. When I saw that for the first oh, time, oh god, traumatized. I was traumatized. Hashtag trauma. Yes, hashtag trauma. And my mom was like, "I don't understand why you're reacting like this." She was like, "You've watched scary movies before and you didn't freak out." And yeah, I was but like, "These are like this, too close that to home. was next fucking level." And that is like the that is like the biggest fear. You know, when they ask people, "What is your biggest fear?" and some people are like, "Oh, spiders, heights, yeah. whatever." No, game and the possession. Creme, exactly, the creme de la fucking yeah. creme for me is fucking possession. Like just that fear of having something else be in charge of my body and me not being in charge of my body mm-hmm. scares the fucking shit out of me. That's what they say. Like when I grew up, I also heard like things like you shouldn't play like the Cancel Ouija clear. board or like. Oh, see, I did that. You know. I was dumb. Okay, forgot, this we forgot to do the clap. Does that matter? Well, let's just uh, let's do it now. All right. In three, two, one. So yeah, so we didn't. I can work backwards from that. Yeah, That'll be okay. okay. Um, so I I don't know why I wanted a Ouija board. I do know why I wanted a Ouija board because I want to try to talk to my mom. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a pretty normal thing for any kid that loses their parent mm-hmm. or you know their sibling you know what i mean and a mm-hmm. grandparent whoever you know with someone that's really close to them and you use them you lose them at a young age mm-hmm. you are trying to fucking connect with them yeah, you you're like the time yeah. that you didn't have so yeah you're mm-hmm. like i can't believe that you're just gone gone your energy has yeah. to be somewhere you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying kind of a thing and so i did um when i got my first job when I got my first paycheck, what did I do? I went and took some of that money and bought a motherfucking Ouija board. Mm-hmm. Had my friend come over. Um, I'll call her D for mm. right now. And she and I were in the basement of, and D and I were in the basement of my grandparents' house because that's where I lived at the time. And it wasn't like a super finished basement, but it wasn't like unfinished, but it wasn't like some of the rooms. Like partially. Yeah, yeah. Some of the rooms had like drywall and some of them still had cement. Mm. Right. So it was, you know, half and half. I don't think it had like a, proper roof though like Mm -hmm. a ceiling you know what i mean but anyways and so and it was like kind of like a second living area down there and i you know we tried to clear out space and have you know extra bed you know all kind of shit down there anyways so we go down there with this ouija board because we knew my grandparents aren't coming down there yeah and it was glow in the dark i was so fucking a glow in the dark ouija board i know right that's kind of cool it was and the little thing that you move around was like the the green neon green where it was like glowed in the dark you know what i'm saying the letters glow in the dark yeah and we go down there, and I I can't I want to say we turned off the lights because it was glow in the dark, right? Mm-hmm. And we go and we don't we just barely fucking started. I don't even think we said like hello, welcome, whatever, nothing. We just literally put the thing on the board and just like did this, and it fucking moved. Oh wow! And neither of us moved it, and we knew for a fact that neither of it like you know what I'm Does saying. It have we like were, marbles on it or something? No, it was plastic, oh. and it literally moved with neither of us touching it. Ugh. Like, we hadn't even, like, gotten to it, and it started fucking moving on its own, and we both screamed and ran out and ran upstairs. 
And that was the end of your Ouija board story? Yeah. You're like, nah, I never I'm opened good. it. I never closed it. No, nothing. Is so it still I don't on know. grandma's floor? No, it got, I don't know what happened to it. My grandma was really, really mad when she found out. And she separated the thing and the Ouija board, which is correct. I know you're supposed to. And I don't know what happened to the Ouija board. I just know years later in a different house, like, because they lost their house at some point in time. Mm. And where they moved to, I found the, the, the thing for it that mm. moves in a drawer somewhere. But I have no idea what she did with the Ouija board. Mm. But yeah, and oh, I'm, they say you're supposed to separate them. Yeah, oh. so that way something can't just use it without you. Oh, that would make sense. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's a literally connection. So, yeah, they're supposed to be separated. So I have a weird Ouija board story for you. <gasps> yes, yes, okay. Every I think every teen or young person has a weird Ouija board story. Because yes. so I was like growing up, like I wasn't like so I grew up in the foster system, so I didn't really know about religion or anything until like later on in life when mm-hmm. I was like you know more mature and yeah. like, could ask those questions. And so anyway, um, when I was at so one of my foster parents when I was at their house, uh. This before I came to my final house uh, with my mom that I call mom. Uh, when I was at this house, uh, they do, like, respite care. So, like, the parents can get a break. You go to some other, like, you know, just, like, you, generally there are older people. And so there are these mm-hmm. older people that I went to. She was bomb-ass. Like, I loved her. This old lady. I forget her name because this was, like, when I was, like, a kid, like, yeah. 11 or 12 or something. Yeah. Um, but she... Uh, Worked for McDonald's for like Love 30, it. 40 years. She had every single McDonald's toys from when she started her career to when she retired. And I every single it. McDonald's pin. She had like a big ass pin board. Maybe that's why I like pins. It was in my subconscious. Like, this oh is so God. cool. Oh, my God, yes. Like, I, I love, love pins, it, though. too. So if any of you have pins, want to send it our way, you know. But um, here, she had this Email big Email us pin and we'll board. work it out. Yeah. <laughs> but she had this big ass pin board. Like, it was probably like this big and like this tall. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, for those that are listening, the I audio did, like, listeners, yeah, two to three, like two feet by three feet, basically, roughly. Uh, roughly, she had every single pin that McDonald's like published from when she started her career to when she retired. Wow, because they always make all these like different like special pins, or they have like a special like Happy Meal or something mm-hmm. like that. So that was amazing. So I remember she was really nice, like her and her husband, really nice, and. Then they had like this like old timey type of house, and so it had like an upstairs, the you know medium, like the middle area, and then the basement. And so I remember first floor, second floor, and basement. Yeah, like okay. the first floor, like upstairs, second floor, just no, the main. second floor is the top floor. Whatever, if we're counting yeah. down, it was like one, two, two three, two, one, zero. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Blast off. Anyway. Uh, you shit. I, could I was not. like sleeping upstairs, so they had the bedrooms upstairs. So I was like. Had the bedroom upstairs, and I was only there for the weekend because it was just mm-hmm. respite to give the foster family a saying with, like, yeah. break, you know. Gotcha. I, was a, I was a wild child. Still am. But anyway, <laughs> the thing is, is that uh, I remember the first night I stayed there, I'm like, I couldn't sleep. I was tossing and turning. I didn't feel well. Like, I had, like, a tummy ache. I'm like, mm, maybe this lady don't know how to cook, you know. <laughs> maybe she don't know how to cook, right? Maybe she yeah. don't know how to cook. But it's just like, you know, whatever. It's like a Friday, Saturday night. And then, like, it's just, like, a shitty sleeping. I'm just like, oh, I don't feel good. I feel so terrible. Uh, the second night, like, Saturday or Sunday, I was, like, having, like, night terrors and, like, the sweats. Oh. And I was just, like, so scared. And I, like, didn't want to be there. So I remember, like, I, like, was talking to my foster family. I was like, when can I come home? Like, I really don't. This lady's nice, but there's something weird. I don't want to be in her place anymore. I'm like, I couldn't. There's just something sleep. wrong, but there's you don't know what's wrong. wrong. But I don't know what it is. And so anyway, I was, like, calling for this lady when I was, like, coming downstairs. And she's like, she's in the basement doing laundry. And yeah, so yeah. I go down to the basement and uh, she's like, the laundry and we're talking. And she had like all these board games on the wall. And I was just like, oh, and she's like, oh, you could play a board game. I look and the, like, the Ouija board was one of these board games. And I'm like, I just screamed and ran up the stairs, like, telling my foster parents, I'm like, you need to come here quickly. She has a Ouija board. And I'm so scared. That's the demons kept me up at night or ah! something. So I was, like, so scared because I was just, like, you know, the Ouija board made me have all these, like, bad dreams and stuff, which you never know, right? But I was just, like, here I was, like, scared shitless because I just, like, I never thought, like, there's a Ouija board or something, right? So I was so scared. But, yeah, that was, like, my experience with the Ouija board. So you've never Uh, used one? I've never used one. Have you seen Paranormal Activity? Like, in real life? No, like Like the the movie. movie? No. Oh, well, then never mind. That's like they use a Ouija board at the beginning, and that's like how it opens up. Yeah, 
My partner and I, we don't like, I like scary movies. Like, we both like scary movies, but more like M. Night Shyamalan type of stuff. Like, I do. Like, I love that. Like, I like the suspense and scary thing. Like, one good one we watched was thriller, like, yeah. like, barbarian, like, weird creatures, things like that. But, like, demon movies, I don't like because it's like, hits too close to home in the sense of like, like when I became more spiritual and stuff in my life, I'm like, I don't like, like, The Exorcist, I only, like, I know, like, of that scene and things like that. Like, I don't want to do that stuff or, like, like, um, Ghost movies I can kind of deal with. Like, one of my favorite ghost movies is Ghost Ship. It yeah. is so good. Like, it's like... Oh, my... Yeah, my like okay, zombies, I like Ghost Ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, or, like, zombie Wait, things like that. Ghost but Ship. Yeah. Is that the one where the guy that gets them all to go out is the, the one? Like, the guy that comes and, like, says, hey, I want to pay for this boat to go out to find this this ship. Yeah, he was one of them, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, the opening and scene, sorry, I mean, I'm assuming alert. everybody has probably seen it since it's an older it's movie, like from right? from, like, 95 or something. But um, the opening scene just gets me where they're all dancing in the old-timey ship, and then it's, like, the, the line. wire, the line Oh, breaks. I know, that yeah. was, like... Oh. And it just, like, everyone just is like, grasping, and it's basically, like, besides the little girl, chops everyone else in half. I remember that scene, because we watched mm-hmm. the movie not long ago. It's somewhere on one of our streaming services. Yeah. Because my husband and I, we like the, the ghosty type stuff, and then he... He loves like ocean movies, yeah. so like Deep Blue Sea. Like Deep Blue Sea is fantastic. I also saw Deep Blue Sea two and three. Not as good. The original Deep Blue Sea. But yeah, but he he likes anything that has like a shark in it, yeah. like those shark movies. You know what I mean? Sharknado. Any any of them uh, where it's like people are being hunted by something yeah. in the water. He is fucking there for it. Yeah. Like he finds all of those on but like, everything. Demony stuff we can't do. If it has any inclination that's like a demon, like okay, some things Done. like if it was like Buffy the Vampire Slayer or something that's like different, that, you yeah. know. But it's just like generally if it's like demony, like those like paranormal activities or like uh, what are those like when it gets possessed, real? Yeah, like the possessed dolls. That's like real. besides Chucky, Annabelle. Like yeah, Annabelle. Those things we can't do, you know. But like Chucky, we can do. I think it's maybe because it's, it's more kitty like. I don't know. So yeah, um, the Warrens, Ed and Lorraine, isn't that their names? Ed and Lorraine Warren were the ones that did all that stuff. They're the, they're the people from Annabelle. Yeah. And but they're real. Like they're real people that did this shit. And so, I am someone. I guess I'm a glutton for punishment <laughs> because I will watch the Demony movies, but only watch them once, and I'll be like this. Like looking oh, yeah. through, I'm the, literally I looking through the, this, and my husband's like, like little window yeah. shades with He's your like, hands. Put your hands down. I'm like, I can't look at this. Oh my god, you don't understand. And no, like, I can't. Like it scares me so. It scares much. the shit of me. And of course, my husband wants to watch all that shit, and he thinks it's hilarious that it scares me. I don't mm-hmm. think he realizes actually, like on how deep of a level it does oh, like, scare I me. I scream all the time just watching we, like regular things. Okay, we opened some shit up in our we we had an apartment right a two bedroom apartment before mm-hmm. we moved to the townhome. This. That, this is a fucking story, okay? Mm-hmm. This has to do actually with my friend that I was going to start this with. They, it was him and his wife came over to our house. Mm-hmm. And we were going to watch a scary movie, right? Naturally, because that's what we do. Um, and that's that's a whole other story. I will come into that story another time as to why they come to our house to watch scary movies and why we don't go to their house. <laughs> Ouija <There's>, board. <laughs> uh, no, but something similar, a demon CD. Oh. Ugh. So yeah, say satanic city. Anyways, that's a whole nother story. Yeah, I'll get into one. that's a whole nother story. I'll get into that later. Anyways, so they they came over, we had dinner, and we were like, you know, the nun had just come out. Oh shit. That we're not talking sister act. Shit. No, yeah. we're talking a full on somersault of that end. No, but one thing that I do do that uh, my partner doesn't know about is I a lot of times will watch trailers so that way I kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when I see these demon trailers, I watch about like the nightshade, like hands go up. But then I'm like, that's enough. I don't need to see the movie. And then that way I know to tell my partner, like, we're not watching this movie. Yeah. So we watched that. And. Again, it's a demon movie. I fucking scared shitless. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I'm just naturally scared shitless over all of this. We've watched the Ed and Lorraine movies, and the nun is one that is like a reoccurring person, like has a personal vendetta with them. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Kind of a thing. Because it's in like, oh my God, I just got like full body like goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Are these based, based yes. on real yes. life experiences or something? All the, the movies with Ed and Lorraine, it's based on the different things that, that they claim actually happened. Now, whether they really happened or not, whatever, you know what yeah. I mean? But these there's are like things ad lib in it, kind well, of. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously, there's there is it's their form of art, but yeah. it is based on true things that happen, mm-hmm. the Ed and Lorraine stuff, right? And they have a house that has all the trinkets and things like that that were possessed and cursed and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so. They come over. I'm already freaked out by this movie mm. in the first fucking place. My husband 
gets up and goes to the bathroom. And I, shortly after him, get up to go get something down the hallway. From, or like, or I went to go check on our child in bed or whatever down the hall, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I go and I pass and I see that he's peeing. And I'm like, he didn't even shut the door all the way. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's whatever when we're home, but we have fucking gas. Yeah, you have gas. So like, I just like step over and I shut the door and I keep walking. And I don't think of anything else, right? I was like, oh, motherfucker. You know what I mean? Did, did mm. I, you know, something stupid, whatever. And then that fucking catapulted into some crazy shit. So then he, he comes back from the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? We're watching the movie, blah, blah, blah. And well, shit starts to get interesting in our house. So we, you could tell we were both a little bit freaked out after that. And mm-hmm. in the next, like, I would say week or two, things start happening. Such as, so, you know, I've got a hand mirror, right? Mm-hmm. So that way you can sit there and put it into the regular mirror so you can see the back of your hair, mm-hmm. right? And it's hanging in my bathroom like normal i just on a push thought you know tag whatever mm-hmm. well there was like a time or two well, you know what i'm saying you put it back and it always just until it stops right it swings a little bit because it's got mm-hmm. a hole in the handle to, so you can hang it right so i put it on the push pin right and this thing was just douche 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 and it wasn't stopping mm. and it did that for over five minutes oh my like i left the bathroom and came back and i was like what the fuck and i didn't stop until upside down no, i like, didn't stop until i personally yeah. like, i put my hand on it there was another time. My husband, you know what I'm saying? It's the middle of the night. He goes to the bathroom and he comes running back into the bedroom and he was like, I swear to God, I saw something sitting on the couch. And I was like, what the fuck? And he was like, yeah, it felt like something was watching me. So I looked over at the couch and he was like, it looked like something that's not a human, like it was just like a dark mass where it was just sitting on our fucking couch. Mm-hmm, like the shadow or so, whatever. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so he was fucking freaked out. And he doesn't get freaked out by this shit because he's one of those people you don't give it energy. It doesn't, you know, yeah. nothing happens. Mm-hmm. And then there was another time where standing... I'm standing there talking to him, and he's sitting at the the, at the dining room table, right? And it's mm. open. Like, there's nothing in between us. And I'm like, oh, like, leaning against the counter, telling him something. And there's, and I hear something fall behind me, but I think, oh, it's got to be the cats behind mm. me, whatever, right? Because when you have animals, you don't think anything yeah. about random things falling. And my husband just kind of starts staring at me weird. And I was like, what the fuck are you, why are you looking at me so weird? And he was like, um, that cat just, then I, you know what I mean? I just walked over and picked it up and I put it back on the counter, like no big deal, just assuming it was the cat. And he's like, um, I just watched that fly off the counter with nothing touching it. Oh my. And I was like, what the fuck? You know mm. what I'm saying? And then, where this was like the last night that we we're like, we're fucking done with this shit, right? So we're in our room. Our child, our baby, she was, you know, like two tops at mm. this time. So she was still in our room with us and whatnot. And I had her in the bed with us because we were kind of, you know what I mean? You could feel the the dark. You could feel something heavy on the apartment. So I'm already kind of like freaked out. I'm, You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I am done with this shit. And, you know, there's mm-hmm. too much little shit just keeps fucking happening, right? Mm-hmm. And so I go and I, you know I mean? She's in the bed with us and my husband like goes to the bathroom and comes back and there's fucking, and he's kind of freaked out. Just, you know, again, shit on the couch, blah, blah, blah. And fucking, we hear an owl outside. And it's not just we're talking. This thing starts fucking screeching like it screamed for like five minutes straight outside our window. And we were freaked the fuck out because owls are not a good omen. Mm. This is not good. This is not a good omen, especially not one just who in, you know what I'm saying? It was screaming like in my head. I'm thinking there's an owl out there just spitting its head fucking screaming. And we're so freaked out. And I know a couple of other things happened. I don't 100 percent remember. So I'm not going to sit there and Mm. tell a full story. These are all things that I know for a fact happened. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And the next day I fucking saged the whole. I was like, no, Mm. we're fucking done. I didn't say I Palo Santo. So like, you know, I'm saying I went through and I cleansed the whole fucking house with everything. And I smudged the house and I smudged him and I smudged Mm. me and I smudged our baby. And nothing ever happened again. Mm-hmm. You could feel it all gone. So are you gonna watch the nun too? Um, that's that's one of the things. Like the nun, mm-hmm. I feel like is one of those ones that reoccurs, and it's like it knows that it got in my head, mm-hmm. and so I see it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of those ones that I'm trying to avoid it, so it's actively seeking me out. So like mm-hmm. I'll be scrolling down Facebook, and I'll be like, I follow like um morbid a true crime podcast mm. like groups that do that which they mm. don't the girls don't actually do it that's another podcast if anybody knows it's a good one mm. um and they don't actually like do 
the their groups anymore on Facebook because people got too crazy and they're like, we're out. You guys can form your own groups, whatever, but we're not in charge of it. Mm -hmm. And so, but I follow one of them and like I'll be like, oh, this one's funny. Click on it to see the comments and I'll scroll down and someone puts a picture of the fucking nun. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? On the one thing, I'll be scrolling through TikTok and all of a sudden it'll be a scene from the fucking nun. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Shit like that constantly happens to me just to put mm -hmm. that little back in my head. I know it's because it's in my head that it follows me mm -hmm. because you project what you want. And if you're mm -hmm. stuck in your fear, you're manifesting from your fear. So I know it's all on mm -hmm. me, but it's like, God damn it. Stop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's true. No. Yeah. Like that is said, like sometimes like when people say, Oh, do you believe in supernatural? That could be another conversation or some other time. It's I like, do. I think like even for whatever beliefs you believe or don't believe, mm -hmm. I think there is some things that we don't understand, like mystical or whatever. Yeah. And I think sometimes those are realms that you just shouldn't be going into. Unless you, know? you really know what you're yeah, doing you and there's a doing. reason. Mm -hmm. So. Because I remember, and sometimes they just say like, you know, scary stories growing up to like, you know, the lesson is so that like kids. Like La Llorona yeah. is a perfect example you know. of that. Mm -hmm. Be good or La Llorona is going to come and take you away mm -hmm. and replace her children with you and drown you in the lake. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Kind of shit or the river. I think mm -hmm. it was a river. You know what I mean? Like that's something that, you know, little kids in Mexico fear growing mm -hmm. up. They hear about La Llorona. Mm -hmm. You better not be a crybaby because she going to come get you. Mm -hmm. Like get your shit together. Mm -hmm. And, well, I think sometimes that's, like, scary, too, because it's just, like, you're lying to kids, but it's also, like, oh, I don't want to deal with this. But, no, I like, I remember, God, I don't think you do. though, so, and one of the other foster homes I went in, it was, like, kind of a religious foster home, and I remember one of the, uh, she, the lady that I was with, she had two older guys mm -hmm. uh, that were, like, late teens early 20s roughly yeah. i forget because this was when i was young but i remember something coming home and i was like oh i just heard of this game it's mm -hmm. so cool blah 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 and it was like dungeons and dragons and things like something like that D &D, yeah. yeah D D or something like i don't know but it was like there was something and involved also some other thing i don't know it was something weird but i remember the like lady like scolding me and like was screaming at me and like uh one of her sons was screaming at me it's like you can't play the game you can't do anything like you know forget it because but because i guess like for D D, I i guess the oldest kid or the second oldest kid they like the lady's sons played D D when they were younger like you know my age at that time and i guess it was something weird or wanky that something this kid like killed himself like this what like, the fuck the friend of the boys killed himself and said that the board game told him to do it or something as like the note was left behind as a suicide as a suicide note that Whoa. the board game told him or D, D or something told him to kill himself and i was like oh that is like so creepy and so that's like the mom i've never played like, that yeah i've never played that i know like lots of people play and i don't think i have anything against it because to me it's like a fantasy role game but i think in the olden day, there was something, some other things with it or whatnot yeah. or whatnot. Because um, I remember people like, that's another gateway to the devil. I'm like, okay, you know, it was that D&D yeah. &D and Ouija boards. But I was just like, whatever. I've never played D&D. &D. Not that I'd be opposed to it. It's just I don't have that much time. And yeah, I'm not good definitely. At I think a lot of the minifigures and things like that are f great, you know. But mm -hmm. it was something weird. And, yeah, the mom scolded me and the older son was, like, really upset because that's, like, his friend committed suicide because yeah. something of the board game. I'm like, yeah, I'm that not going to be going to that like thing. That sticks with you yeah, as a kid. Yeah, you know. Like, now you're, you'll never look at that game the same way. I have one more story before. This is, like, <laughs> becoming a story. This is the episode. best intro but ever, guys. Like, <laughs> one more story. When I was a kid, so when I was still at my birth parents' house, when I was, because myself and my brother weren't taking taking away till we were like i think it was like five he was like three but i remember one night uh this was i could tell more stories but we'll end on this one uh one night so we had like bunk beds and like my brother's on the lower one because he was like a you know toddler and i was like mm -hmm. up there and i remember i don't i think it was like bunk beds it was something like that because i remember one night uh i'm not gonna say my brother's name but uh one night I was getting poked and like I heard like whispering and things like that and I'm like telling my brother I'm like you know little brother go back to bed you know I you know mm -hmm. something like that like yeah, I yeah. remember I remember this specifically I was like go back to bed go back to bed and uh and then like I tried to fall back to sleep and you know don't remember anything much about my childhood but I do remember this traumatic story 
Uh, and then uh, I feel like poking and prodding again and like some like, you know, whispers or, mm-hmm. you know, whatnot. And so I like turn the light on to the bedroom and my brother's not there. And I knew it wasn't going to be your brother. So oh, I, uh, I'm like, what is going on? And I remember like I look in like to my parents' bedroom and my brother was like sleeping on like their bed area or whatnot. And I'm like, ugh. Like, I was so scared. And, like, to then, I don't even know what, like, awoke me that night or something. Yeah, you never, but know, just, you never like, knew what it was. Yeah, I never knew what it was. But I was, like, scared. It never, ever happened again. Oh, that's good. There was only, in, like, two other experiences in my life where something weird, not like that, but something weird happened where it was, like, spiritual or, like, spirity type of thing. Um but it was never that same thing. I had two other experiences that we can discuss some other time. All right, so this but, is about, yeah. I think this just might be our supernatural episode. So <laughs> yeah. go on ahead and discuss them. Yeah. Scratch the other okay, stuff. Well, Let's just make this a stuff. supernatural so, episode. Um, there'll be another episode for the other stuff. Probably. But no, so uh, I was a abused child growing up. And so that's why I was taken away from my parents. And, you know, dealt with it. Yay. Yay, hashtag emotional trauma and childhood yes. trauma. But uh was, I remember experience where, and so some psychologists explained it to me when I was a kid, and they said it was like disassociation or something mm-hmm. because the abuse was so bad or something. I don't remember. So here's a disclaimer. I don't remember any of my abuse. I don't remember anything. You think your brain just like blocked it out to deal? Yeah, disassociation or whatever. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And so here, um, and like, and that's why, like, I think it's great when, like, sometimes I meet different people and they say that, you know, they feel awkward because they're like from a sheltered home or things like that or, you know, foster kids. And like, I was a foster kid too, you know. Life sucks sometimes. Parents, you know, got into situations where they shouldn't have maybe been parents, but that's just life, right? Mm hmm. And so, but one time, and I was explaining this to a psychologist, um, like when I was a kid in my kid words or whatnot, but I remember specifically that I remember one time, I think during an abuse, I don't remember the abuse, but I remember one time, and I swear, and you can tell me to this day that it did not happen, both these experiences, because mm-hmm. I swear, I'll swear on anything that's holy that these two things happen, where I remember... And I don't think you can see it at home, like what I'm doing, but like at the cameras, if we do YouTube, we'll see it. Where I was walking and I was just continuing walking and I somehow did like the Spider-Man Peter Parker thing, but I'm not Tom Holland. And just continued walking up the wall. And then I walked on the roof and went to like a little corner and just sat in the little corner and waited for whatever was happening to be over. And then I just came and walked right back down the wall, right, right, right back down into myself. Hold the fuck up. Wait, so you were not in your body and you yeah. walked? Oh, because you uh-huh. had an out-of-body experience. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. And then I also had another one where something where I was like, literally, I remember I was a kid and I remember this happening. It was like rolling grassy hills in like northern BC. And it was like very windy. And I swear... That this happened to and people are like you're crazy which you know whatever but the thing is is that uh i remember a big gust of wind was coming and i was like oh get ready for it and i was telling my friends get ready for it and they said it didn't happen but that's how i remember uh that i jumped in the air and crossed my legs and i was like flying like a genie or something just oh, in I the wind it. and then i just put my feet back down like you know like nothing happened like nothing chilling. happened and they're like, and your friends saw this? No, you know, one of my friends said they saw this, but like, this was like, I don't know who that friend is anymore because this was when I was a kid, right? But I was just like, yeah, and I swear it happened, and uh, he did too, but I don't have any recollection like who, mm-hmm. of who this person because I don't have contact with this person. I don't even remember their name. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like here, yeah, that was when I was like four or five. You, you had know? some cool ass fucking experiences. Shit. Yeah, you know. Because the only thing I really remember are those experiences. And then uh, when I was younger, I always have, like, there's different parts of my life where it's just blacked out and I literally cannot remember anything. But, like, I remember when I were at kindergarten, we did this, like, went around to classrooms and being like, do you know who the gingerbread man is? Do you know where the gingerbread man is? And then it turns out when you go to all the different classrooms because they give you some rhyme or something. Mm-hmm. 
they would be like, it led back to your classroom, and then in the classroom was like little gingerbread man. So I remember that. I remember a farm thing growing up where we had like little chickies, and I remember like cuddling little, you know, chickens, like the cute little yellow kinds. Mm -hmm. So it's like things like that, like it's flashes here and there, but people before were like, for that story about the going up the wall and like out of yeah, body yeah, experience, yeah. psychologists explained it to me throughout some of my life, like er, like childhood, early childhood, and teens is, uh, oh, it was just disassociation. You just wanted to be out of the situation. And I, I was get like, that. no, I swear this happened. Question. Mm -hmm. Well, and I definitely think people have out of body experiences. Uh -huh. I've had an out of body. Like mm -hmm. I've I've project I've astral projected before, mm -hmm. right out of my body oh, to yeah, do that's it on a purpose. Term too, sometimes, yeah. So yeah. Um. So my question is. Do you remember seeing anything from that view that would have proven that you did see it? Like something up high that you could not have seen from the angle that you were at? No, they said they blamed it on the abuse. Is that's what they were saying? Oh, you're a child. Because in the 80s and 90s, there was like the big thing of like, you know, everyone was abusing everyone type of thing. It was a big thing of like where child abuse was coming out through churches and, mm -hmm. you know, parents and. And coming also into light. Coming into light. And then also there was a lot of, like, the way they investigated things were, like, you know, um, questions that they don't really ask nowadays. It's more of, like, they were doing, like, oh, what are those questions called? Where you're, like, prodding, but, you know, they would, Wellness like, checks? No, no, no. Like, the question, like, kids all the time. And so there was a lot of things that happened. While kids were being abused, there was also kids that weren't being abused. But because they were being investigated by cops and things like that, mm -hmm. they just said they were abused just to get out of the... Class. Get out of, not out of class, get out of the, like, investigation or things like oh, that. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I forget what it's called, but it was this, like, here, the, this is a big thing in the late 80s, early 90s, where, like, abuse was happening, but there's some things where abuse wasn't happening, but, you know, because of the uh, guided questions. Oh, yeah, okay, guided, the guided questions, questions. Where they're not gotcha. supposed to, cops aren't supposed to do guided questions because yeah. it's just, it, it's intimidation tactics. But the thing is, is that, uh, so, because even one thing that, like, a psychologist, this was a mind fuck, that a psychologist said to me when I was a, you know, kid was, oh, do you think it happened? Or do you know? And I was like, I don't know, because I can't remember anything, you know. And so I remember mm -hmm. I had a conversation with some people before. They're like, oh, do you think that the abuse happened or whatnot? And I was like, well, I have to assume it happened because it's kind of shaped who I am and, like, the things I've been through in my I life. I mean, you got taken out of your house. Yeah. I would assume and it so happened. That's I, and that's what I said. I said, I have to assume that it happened because if it didn't happen, that is really fucked up because then I could have had a quote-unquote normal, normal life, life yeah. with, like, my parents and, you know, whatever, you know. Not that it maybe be a quality life, but it would still be, you know. Normal. Normal. In air quotes in for the, the audio like, listeners. For, we're doing yeah, air quotes. You know, and so it's like, because, like, I like, don't get me wrong, listeners, I love my life and I've had an interesting one and you can ask questions or whatever like that. But the thing is, is that, you know, I think your life experiences, of course, shape who you are. But like if you had like I've talked to kids that had the cookie cutter life, they no shit has done them harm. They had the mom and dad who loved them. They had the siblings. They get along. They, you know, went to Disneyland. They. You know, nothing crazy has ever happened to them. It's just a cookie cut. Like my spouse, nothing weird has happened. I have cousins like that, you yeah. You know, nothing as weird has happened besides, like, meeting, you know, me. Mm. <laughs> the weird thing uh, yeah, is Yeah, no, I have family partner. members that are very you know, cookie-cutter life, yeah. They have a very yeah. cookie-cutter life with the white picket fence, and that's I'm the black is. sheep in my family. You know, and it's like, here, I told some friends, like, in university when I went there, and we were having, you know, philosophical discussions, as one does, I was like, I don't regret anything. Some things I wish were different, but like you can't go back on regrets. You know, having life regrets is a waste because you can't. You can't change you it. You can't change it. It's done. You know, and so just you know, unfortunately, life always moves. Life stops for no one, and so Very true. <laughs> until the apocalypse happens. Until but, the apocalypse yeah. happens, then, and then everyone's and then fucking maybe, screwed. Maybe you'll be one of the lucky ones that is gone, or you're gonna be the unlucky one that still has to get through. Yeah. But um, here, there's no regrets. It's just I wish some things could have been a little bit different. But, you know, then my question is, would it still make you who you are, you know, type mm -hmm. of deal? So, yeah. Um, I get that. That's kind of crazy that you have, like, 
psychological and spiritual things like all wrapped up into one mm-hmm. with all of that mm-hmm. uh, because you know obviously the psychiatrists are gonna you know look for the logical explanation mm-hmm. the disassociation all of that and me I'm the complete opposite I'm like hell yeah you had an out of body experience bitch mm-hmm. like what the fuck did you see like mm-hmm. how did it feel what when do I you remember Mar- you know when what I mean? went to like more pastoral counseling later in life and like you know my first degree was world religions like I like that type of stuff mm-hmm. you know and like cultures and ancient civilizations, their thing was more on the like spiritual, like the demony side type of thing. Like you know, oh maybe it was a demon because bad things happen to you, and you know that's where things come yeah. in. So it was I don't like it's that, always like yeah. weird like mixture things like that. You know, uh, that it's like, you know, uh, the demons were waking up or something. So it's different. It was interesting getting different people's opinions and that. And like I don't know what the fuck happened. Maybe the window was left open. It was a breeze. Like you know what mm-hmm. I. I don't know, and, you know, do I even care for an answer? No, you know, maybe if we go to the life beyond this one, maybe there'll be a, you know, mega MacBook computer that will tell us all these different random shit that happened in our life, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. (laughs) And and, but at that point, you wouldn't care, you know? Yeah. So... So, yeah. No, trying to think back of any, like, super... Because you all this got started with supernatural stuff, yeah. right? So trying to think back of supernatural things that have happened to me, besides, the obviously, the apartment thing. Um, I remember when I was a kid, I spent a lot of time at my grandparents' house because my mom went for a stint where she worked overnights before she had enough seniority to bid for a day job, right? Mm. And so I would spend the nights at my grandparents' house when she was at work. And... I remember in my room there, there would be, it happened multiple times, several times, I would be trying to fall asleep, and I would look over before I fell asleep, and in the middle of the room would just be these, like, eyes staring at me, just floating eyes, like head, like, you know, like a person was standing there, mm-hmm. but they were like cat eyes, mm. and they they were, like, very bright, just like cat eyes, just like staring at me and i would scream and my grandma would come running in and oh and turn on the lights you know what i mean as soon as you turn on the lights gone mm-hmm. every time and it happened multiple times like I, that was a reoccurring thing that i remember and then um also when i was younger i was definitely in elementary school my guess would be no older than third grade right and my great grandma died and she was, she's in the middle of buttfuck nowhere, Kansas. So this was like strong city Florence, Kansas, which unless you are in Kansas, and even in then, you probably don't even know where that is. It's like in between here and Wichita, mm. roughly, in the middle of nowhere. And so we, I remember it was my mom and her sister. So it was them and then my cousin, because my cousin's like a year and a half, two years younger than me, right? So we were, it was the four of us. We go to meet at the funeral home because apparently my mom is like the next of, and her sister like the next of kin and they have to do the funeral arrangements, Mm -hmm. right? So we're down there in like Florence, Kansas. And mind you, this is like 1996, Mm. seven, something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the mid nineties. So there aren't, you know, it's very ho-dunk, po-dunk, run down Mm -hmm. the building. It's white, it's painted white. The white paint's peeling. You know what I'm saying? It's a regular old door. Yeah, you know, there's nothing fancy, no ele- nothing electric. So there's no like door that would automatically open, you know, no automatic doors. And we, I, like, say we had the appointment at like 9 a.m., right, to go meet with the funeral director. We go there, try the door, it's locked. Okay, knock on the door, wait a couple minutes. Obviously, no one's coming. So we're like, okay, so we go walk around the building, you know, the block, whatever, and come back, try again. Still nothing. We're like, well, damn, he's running late, right? Mm-hmm. Or you know, we're you know, my mom's always early, so we're probably early too. Mm-hmm. So we walk around one more time, right, and come back and try it again, and it's still locked. And my mom is like, getting frustrated. She's like, what the hell? Yeah. She's we like, I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do this shit anyways. So, and right at that time, the door just opens on its own, mm-hmm. like it was like electric or something like that. Just boom. My mom's like, what the fuck? And then bam, the door just like opens. And we're like, oh, okay. And my mom was like, maybe it was, you know, I don't, I don't know. That's weird. And she thought maybe there was someone behind it that opened it. You know what I mean? Because it was a solid door. Can't mm-hmm. see through a door. So we walk in. It is completely pitch black. And you walk in through a hallway, right? Because it's like go down a hallway and then eventually on the right's where, you know, they have all the funerals and keep going down to the director's office. Mm-hmm. And it's completely pitch fucking black. We walk in and the door fucking shuts behind us. 
and shuts on its own. No one's fucking shutting. No one opened it. No one shut it. And we're like walking down a fucking pitch black hallway. Like, hello, hello. And you can tell we are freaked the fuck out. And then less, you know, we're just there for like two minutes. And then we hear a door and we see a light in the back. Right. And it's the funeral director coming in the back door. And he comes up and he and we scared him. We're like, oh, thank God, there you are. And he was like, oh my God, what? He was like, how did you guys get in the building? Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? How did we get in the building? He was like, I'm the only one here, and I just got here. He's like, the building was locked up. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are you doing? Like, he's like, you guys just scared the shit out of me. Why the fuck are you in the building? There should be no one in the building. Mm-hmm. And the door opened and let us in and shut behind us, and we were in there. You should have tried it. It would be creepy if you're also locked in. So yeah, I mean, I don't fucking remember if my mom tried it or not, but, but yeah, like. So that's my biggest experience that happened to me. I was let in by some ghosts into a funeral home, everybody. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, I was a small child. And I got a lot of stories, though, from, like, friends. Because my mom was best oh, yeah, friends friend. with this lady that was a massage therapist. And she was very into spiritual stuff and mm-hmm. all of that. And she had some crazy fucking stories. She had some story about that. And this is, like, what I grew up listening to was her saying all this stuff, which is why I got into it. A lot of it was because of her. You know what I'm saying? My mom's one of my mom's best friends. She even mm. lived with us for a little while. I called her my aunt. And I remember t- her telling me that she went in. She used to have like a room in the middle of her house that she did massages at. And um, I'm going to cut this out. Yes, I see the time. So no, I'm no, gonna... no, no. I got my foot cut under the table. Oh, okay. I thought you were looking at it because you were like, this no, machine no, no. to wrap it I up. like... My foot is caught. So I, I <laughs> cut my foot from the wires under the table. Yes. <laughs> so she, I remember this story in, this was probably just like a couple years before my mom died. So this was like late 90s. And she was like doing a massage on, a, you know, someone that's a client, that's a regular client. A happy and ending? Say, no, no happy ending. But they had like a knot in their mm. shoulder. Oh, yeah. And she was like working at it when she just couldn't get this fucking knot out. And she was so frustrated. And she was like... God, I was like, if I just had someone, like, I just need help on this one fucking knot. And then she heard her front door open. It was a screen door, right? She'd left the screen door open. It's the 90s. Everybody left their shit open then, right? She hears the screen door open, and the dogs start freaking out. And then she hears, like, someone, like, walking. She's like, oh, my God, fuck, 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 right? And then the room gets cold. Mm. And she's like, oh, fuck me, something's here, right? Mm-hmm. And then this thing takes over her arm and does, the, you know what I mean, and works its mat, right, and gets this knot out. And she was like, what the fuck? And, the, you know what I mean? And she's not controlling her arm. Like, there's something else controlling her arm doing this. And then she, like, the knot got out, and she was like, thank you? You mm. know what I mean? I don't know who you are, what you are, but thank you for helping me. And she said the room got warmer. She heard the door open and close again, and the dogs acted normal again. And then she found out later that day that the person that had taught her massage died. Oh. So naturally, she was like, oh my god, it had to be my teacher, you know yeah, what I'm saying? teacher came and helped me. So yeah, and she also had other stories where when she was pregnant, um, she was laying, like her husband at the time was driving, and she was like, she fell asleep in the front passenger seat while she was mm-hmm. asleep, and she said she had a dream that her daughter was like dancing and was like, I'm a princess, I'm a princess, or whatever, and the, uh, you know what I mean? And then, bam, got like hit by a car. And then... Um, came to find out at that same time, like her mom was remembering herself as a little girl doing that, and then bam, her mom was actually in a car accident. She survived, but like the fact that they thought the same thing and it was at the same time as car accident, but that was like her fucking life. Everything was like that. Like coincidental. And I was like, I just want everything to happen to me. Like I want coincidences in my life too. (laughs) I want coincidences in my life. But yeah, and and I think that. A lot of my spiritual path that I took is was very heavily influenced by her. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I got to see someone that was not a practicing Christian. Mm. You know what I mean? Looking at things from a different view, and I was like, "Oh, I like that." Salem. <laughs> Salem witch trials burn. <laughs> yeah. Burn her at the stake. Hang that bitch. No. Yeah. Um. And because you know, like I've I think I said before, I was raised in a Lutheran household. Mm. It was you had to go to church every single Sunday. There was no questioning this, this, that. You know what I mean? Mm. You know, it was very dit 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 dit. And like, you know, like I remember going with my grandma to go help her dad when he was still alive when I was very young, um, and he was still alive, and she would go and help him. Like he had to have surgery or something, and she wouldn't help him recover. And I went with her down there and i remember every night getting out the bible and reading passages from the bible and things like that you know Mm -hmm. what i mean that i was like 
I don't necessarily agree with as an adult. Mm-hmm. But I know that it was the way I was raised, and they wanted me to think that way. But I just I don't think that way. I changed over time because, like, I understand, like, you know, if you're, you know, when you have kids, and I know right now in the U.S. there's always big things like you want to have your quote unquote family values or you know traditions or whatnot. And I think it's interesting. I think to a certain point maybe you could do it. I don't want to say maybe indoctrination, but. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing on me was ever forced. I always chose the, like, different beliefs or whatnot. Um, you know, maybe some are strongly encouraged, but it's, like, nothing I don't think was ever forced. And I think that's, like, how I remember talking to some of my friends' parents and, there's and like, some of my friends, too, that are older, that like, older adults now, that mm-hmm. was, like, you know... Let kids make their own decision. Like, you know, maybe do, like, I know, you know, in Christian America or whatnot, uh, you know, take the kids to church or whatnot. And I remember sometimes, like, for different foster homes that I went to, you know, going to church. And I had great times, you know. Mm -hmm. Potlucks are fantastic. I miss the days of good old potlucks where people, not the KFC potlucks now where someone brings (laughs) something. Where, like, the old ladies would make, like, these casseroles and, like, you know, all this, like, stuff, like, uh, Jake and his casseroles. Oh, I love casseroles. It's like I love a good casserole. Um, you know, shake and bake, baby. Shake and bake and mushroom soup. But the thing <laughs> is, is that uh, here, that was some of my best memories were going to, like little Bible camps and little churches like that. You know, mm-hmm. and doing those like you know little sing songs or like you know I remember being in youth club and you had to put on these plays and I you know sometimes you'd forget your lines or you know all this different stuff right and like. It was fun and that. But I think sometimes, you know, some kids, you know, don't want to do that. And I think that's okay, too. Like, do we have to go to church every week? No, little Johnny, you don't have to go to church every week. You know, my mom let me choose if I wanted to go. Like my I mom didn't have a choice. Co- yeah. My mom now, well, that's also when you were young. When I was, like, a teenager year, my mom that I call my mom was, like, you can choose to go to church or not. But, like, I didn't want to stay home because all my friends from my school, because I went to a Christian school, uh... You know, oh, that makes sense. We're there too, so you'd hang out, you know. There. Yeah. So there's more of a, it's not a forced option, but it's like, well, then I'm just going to sit at home. And there was like not really internet or anything, you know. Mm-hmm. Just sit at home and do nothing on the weekend, which sounds now fantastic. Yeah, that but sounds fucking amazing like right now. Here when you're kid, like, I'm going to hang out with my friends, you know, or when teenager, I want to hang out with my friends. And so, but no, I think now you have to look at it like i wouldn't say force kids if you know they don't want to go to church now mm-hmm. whatever and i think there's so many things in life to learn and no one has answers why because no one came back like be like oh i went you know did mm-hmm. this and there's this afterlife and like yeah, some yeah. people you know depends on which spiritual books you read have but it's like generally no one has died has really come back and been like hey here you go. There's no solidified. Yeah, this no is solidified. what happens this in the app. There's no scientific fact. There's no. Yeah. This is not what I, everybody mm-hmm. believes as a collective. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. So for me, it was definitely very different because it was mm-hmm. very forced mm-hmm. upon me. It was not an option, and I didn't like the fact that it wasn't an option, mm-hmm. which made me not want to do it. Um. But I feel like a lot of it was just trying to like inflict fear in me. Yeah, and, and that's usually what it is. And I was like. I don't feel like me having a spiritual experience should be filled with fear. I don't feel like I should be afraid of, of what this, I should be trying to embrace something. Mm-hmm. And I, I like, I believe in God and everything. And I, I feel as though I need to go inside to talk to God, not outside to a church. Mm-hmm. So, you know, meditation and things like that. Um, you know, I, I just don't believe that it's the same Christian God. And so for me, that's just a hard pill to swallow. However, like I can tell you right now, our experiences doing stuff at church as children was very different. Yeah. I was always like the one fat kid. And then uh, I was also the only one that didn't have their parents there. I was mm. always there with my grandparents. Um, and kids kind of looked at me weird at the fact that like, when does your mom come? Why doesn't your dad come? I don't mm. know. You know what I mean? Like you're here with your grandparents. That's so weird. You know what I mean? Just stupid shit mm. the kids say. And then everyone else went to a different school than me. Mm-hmm. At this church, I was the only one that went to, I'm going to put in air quotes, the ghetto school, mm. you know what I mean, downtown. And uh, and that's what they called it. They were like, no, you go to the ghetto school. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sit by you. Yeah, well, kids are mean. They, but... Yeah, there was, you know what I mean? So it was a very different experience for me. I felt very, uh, like, an outcast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't even know if I fucking believe any of this shit. So why the hell am I being tortured? Exactly. 
You know what I mean? I was like, these are just a bunch of rich bitches, mm-hmm. and I don't want to deal with this. Mm-hmm. My only thing for, like, the church thing is more growing up and then the whole, like, you know, gay thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that was kind of a dent. Like, you know, people made fun of me, and, like, you know, church people said, you know, you know it's the whole, I love the whole Christian line of, I love you. I just don't like your lifestyle or approve of your lifestyle. And that doesn't matter to you. And it's, you know, things like that. I was like, but if you read your, you know, the the B-I-B-L-E, yes, that's the book for me, uh, you know, uh, you would realize you should love everyone. And that's now where the spot I come from now, trying Mm -hmm. to be an older Well, that was Jesus' original message. You know, it was like, love everyone and and that's why i was like oh i hate when i hear stories and like it's my church growing up it wasn't, it wasn't bad but there was issues and you know that i also like you know don't attend church anymore uh for a number of reasons but it's just like you know if you're not going to be all on the same page then you know there was this interesting quote that i read before and it was this sikh man or hindu man that went to uh, this Christian guy, and he's like, "You know what's so weird?" And the Christian guy's like, "What?" And this, and the Sikh, like the Hindu, sorry, the Hindu guy was like, "We have many gods, but one religion. You claim to have one god, but you have many religions." And I thought that was any interesting, like thought provoking that. that you know, Christianity claims to have the one true God. You know, God bless America, but then you have all this. No, yeah, there's so much division in, within Christianity and within you know, itself. The Protestants and Catholics and everything else. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? And it's just like, to me, that and was And the Baptists right, and the Methodists yeah, and the Lutherans. God, and you could write like a billion books. And now there's like the, the non denominational like, churches now. Also, like non denomination, but like when I grew up, like I went to the Seventh day Adventist church, you know, and mm-hmm. learned things there. And I think now it's just, you know, it's like a basket, just pick and choose what you want to believe and go from there. You know, and so mm-hmm. it's just like here, I thought that was a thought-provoking quote where some religions, you know, they only have... I like that. You know, many gods, but only there's still the whole, you know, religion. One religion, yeah, but that everybody's oh, chill with. Oh, gone, gone. Well, what god, you know, because mm-hmm. y'all have your own idea. Yeah, I got that. No, and for me, like, the only thing that I did actually enjoy from church was music stuff Mm -hmm. like i enjoyed singing the hymns because it was like classical music Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying with the organ and the big chord structures and all of that and i get to like you know sing with my voice like (laughs) i love a good organ (laughs) i'm actually talking the one that like makes noise well i guess that one makes noise too but i'm talking about at churches oh the one that squirts okay (laughs) um anyways and so, you know, for me, that was that was the only part that like that was like my redeeming quality. And then my grandparents were in choir and bell choir. And so that's where I learned to read music mm-hmm. and everything before taking band. You know, what I mean, at school and all of that. So I was already very involved in music. And I do thank my grandparents for that gift of music. Mm-hmm. But the rest of it, I'm not down with. Yeah. So and I do feel as though like. Even though I don't believe in a lot of the constructs of Christianity, I do feel like music, though, speaks to everybody. Mm -hmm. And if you were there for a spiritual experience, then I was going to give you a spiritual experience. Mm -hmm. Because I know that when COVID started, I sang for my grandma's church and they paid me. Mm. They, cha- they they recorded me and paid me to do each service, right? And I did a couple hymns. I did like three or four hymns every service and usually a specialty piece of music. And my friend that's an organist would always be the one that did like the specialty piece of music with me. And sometimes she did the hymns too. So mm-hmm. it was this other lady. But anyways, and so that was always like an awesome day when I got to go record though because I am just singing like – 20 songs mm-hmm. you know what i mean for the whole month like 20 25 songs and i love to sing like mm. that is my shit i fucking love to sing i was getting paid to sing i was like this is the shit and you know what i mean even though i'm singing like you know a combination of like classical and jesus stuff like mm. i'm still like over here crying over this one song that we sing it like lent every at the end of lent every year leading uh it's either maundy thursday or good friday you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. at the end of lent when you're getting ready leading up to Easter and I always, you know what I'm saying? I always go and sing it at the church. She goes actually to a church in Topeka right now and I'll go and sing with her and they pay me every time. I'm like, if you'll pay me, I'll come and sing. Mm -hmm. And there's this one song. It's very emotional. It's Psalm 23. And even though it's literally lyrics from the Bible, I get emotional because of the music behind Mm -hmm. it. 
because and I understand the feeling behind it. Mm -hmm. Do I agree with, you know, everything that is saying to every single word? No, because I'm not, you know, a Jesus freak mm -hmm. for lack of better terms. Okay, mm -hmm. that was very not mm -hmm. well said. I apologize. We do appreciate our Christian non-denominational followers. So we do. We appreciate everybody. We love mm -hmm. everybody. We love everyone. So, you know, even though I'm, you know, not I don't read my Bible and that kind of stuff. Mm. I still had a lot of emotion going into it. And I mm. always end up crying at the end of that song just only because of the sentiment behind it. And, you know, just kind of like the whole where, you know, when you're at your, your rock bottom and you're like, why is this happening to me? Why aren't you looking out for me? Where is, is there someone out there? Like kind of a feeling is what I feel like from the song mm -hmm. from Psalm 23. And it's, and it, and it does like, if you are coming there for a, for a freaking experience, that song will do it. Mm -hmm. Like, I love good Christian music. Like, that was it, like, the church that I went to when I went, like, go back home, like, not here, but, like, in Canada, the one that I went to had, like, it was a Mennonite church, and they had really good music. There's Mennonites in Kansas. Ooh. But, no, they had really good music. They had good music programs for, like, young adults and the mm -hmm. teens and stuff. Like, it was really good. Like, I think, you know... Even, like, so I watched this documentary on Aretha Franklin, uh, and just her, like, she did a gospel album, and, mm -hmm. like, it is fantastic. Yeah, she was very, Fantastic. Yeah. You know, and so it's, like, gospel music, I think, like, I told Schwa, I told my, I told my partner. Yes. That, uh... I want to go to, like, an all-black church because I love, like, the gospel music in hymns. And, like, just to, like, hear, like, I just want to, like, that experience, you mm -hmm. know. My <laughs> I have a funny story about that. Mm -hmm. So one of my best friends growing up was a black girl. And she would play at her church for music stuff, right? And, um... She started off playing, you know, like the bass and guitar and then built up to being like the piano part, you know what I mean, all this kind of stuff. And her church was having an anniversary, like they had bought this building and they had bought an old liquor store and, and you know, changed it over into a church. Mm -hmm. And so when it was the anniversary, I don't know, it was like the 10 year anniversary something like that since when they had bought that building. And so they were having a big old celebration, extra services, blah, 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 extra music and whatnot. And she was like, you know, you're one of my best friends. I'd really love if you came and shared this experience with me. And I was like, okay, bet. So granted, like you just said, it was an all black church. Mm -hmm. I was the only white person and they had invited, the, I think the owner of the building, like I think he had passed, but they invited his daughter. Mm -hmm. So when I show up, and I can't sit with her because she's sitting up front. You know mm. what I mean? With the band. So I'm just sitting. You know what I'm saying? On a pew by myself. Just chilling there, right? Mm. And then they start going into the whole, oh, thank you, God, for this building. Blah, blah, blah. This and that and the other. And oh, I see she came today. And they, everybody turns and looks at me. And they all think that I'm the liquor store owner's daughter. <laughs> and I was like, um, what are you? I didn't, I didn't know that, that whole backstory. You know, I didn't know yeah. either. I was just like. All of a sudden, everybody just turned and thinks that I'm someone that I'm not. And I was like, what? Hi, every single fucking person. I'm I'm not I'm not who you think I am. Yeah. I'm like pointing to Faith. I'm like, I'm her friend. I'm her friend. And, you know <laughs> what I mean? And, or whatever. And she's like, no, Pastor, no, whatever. You know what I mean? He's just like, yeah. la, 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 going off or whatever. And so that is... Uh, that's my experience. That's the one thing I hate when you go to always like go to a new church and you're like meeting everyone. Then like they do the pro like the program and going through the announcements. Like Cindy Lou is going to be bringing pass a salad to the potluck, you know, with a cream of mushroom soup. Uh, and then maybe like, do we have any new people here today? And then they want you to like stand up, stand. I'm like, oh fuck me. Like I'm not new. I'm this whole religion thing is is not new to me. I just want to so I whatever I do I go to a new church or something. I'm always like sitting near the back and sometimes you know what I've done. It's oh God. terrible. But you sit at the back and then sometimes like, "Oh sweetie, do you want to move forward?" I'm like, "Oh no. Sometimes I have bathroom issues." And they're like, "Oh okay, that say no more." <laughs> You know, say less, say less, say less, because less, it's just like, oh, you know, I gotta run. Oh, yeah, and I know. love that. You know, <laughs> that is like, like oh. that is forever my excuse, too, because <laughs> I had my gallbladder removed. Yeah. And like you know. last April, April of last year. So it's been a little bit over a year. And depending on how tasty this pollock is, depending on how quick it's I am. Bad. 
You know, but it's it just like bad. that was always my excuse. Was like, oh, no, I love that. I'm not feeling bathroom issues. Oh, say no more. You're, <laughs> you're good. You're, you're good, good, honey. To go. You're good. You mm-hmm. stay back here. Yeah. Away from me. But so yeah. Well, you know what? We didn't do what we planned for this episode, but I think it was some good discussion. It was a very good discussion, I think. Uh, you know, and that's kind of something that I, I would love to do. You know what I'm saying? I because we, we kind of try to plan out, you know, at least segments and things that we're gonna do. Like mm-hmm. he has his individual things and I have my individual things, and then we try to not tell each other so that way it's like surprise and so you're you're yeah, you're genuine. Mm-hmm. Wow, I've never thought about that. I guess I would go with it. You know what I mean? Mm. Like to get genuine answers from each other. And so we did have something planned for today. So that's just going to get bumped back in episode. But yeah. you know what? I enjoyed this episode. And I, you yeah. know, I would love to do some more free, yeah. free flowing episodes well, like this. Sometimes so. free flow, just, it just works. We had an idea and then just like, well, we'll just, it's like teaching, right? You try to teach the kids, then you have a good lesson plan and it goes on and on. You're like, well, throw the rest out and let's just go with this. Yes. You know? Everybody's liking this. So, yeah. So, anyways, if anybody would love to come and see us and find our funny videos on Instagram, you can find us at Wait, What Did You Just Say podcast on Instagram. Ooh, and then I heard we have the tick, the talk, the tickety talk. Talk of the tick and the tick of the talk. And that is WWDYJS podcast. So, What Did You Just Say podcast on the TikTok. And then if you have any questions, comments, concerns, Funny stories, stories, listener stories. Want to partner with us, uh, give us merch, anything like that, you can email us. And what's our email? Our email is wait, what did you just say podcast at gmail.com. As always, everyone, thank you all for journeying with us. We love you all. And And see see y'all next time on on wait, what what did did you just say? say?